Hello and welcome to Pals Pulls. This is the Comics Pals show where every single week we review comics and we share with you guys what's on our pull list. Uh, the gang's all here. We've got uh, Marco. Wait, hold on. I'm doing a thing. <laughs> Kale. Vamp. Vamp. Uh, uh, what's up, hot dogs? <laughs> Tyler. Wh- whoever signed up my phone number for Ron DeSantis text message alerts, Ooh. you suck. <laughs> That's mean. Ron DeSantis uh, here. If we don't use our rights, we're going to lose them. That is mean. I don't know why you would uh, dunk on Ron DeSantis like that. Sorry? All right. Okay. Not, okay. All right. Um, we're not touching that one. I get, I get uh, Joel Olstein emails oh. because I bought tickets for my aunt to see Joel Olstein. That, that guy's got too stadium. many teeth. He's got way too many teeth. <laughs> He's not a human. Morally, he is not. You're right. Correct. Oh, well, you know, listen. Anyway, I don't want to get sued. So instead of talking about that, <laughs> um, we'll we share with you guys. Maybe the that'll be a pilot for... around. I'd like to hear yeah, about that. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll share with you guys uh, what we're going to be reading today. Uh, so on tap, we have Thunderbolts number one. We've got uh, Amazing Fantasy 1000. Ooh, celebrating the 60th anniversary of Spider-Man. That Campbell that, uh, cover. J-, J. Scott Campbell? Yeah. Case uh, cheesecake? We've got Ant-Man number two. Ooh, Ooh what's, who's that cover? Uh, whew, boy, can I not tell you. Um, I think it's the guy who does like the action figure variants, if you remember those. It's Betsy oh, yeah, Cola. Rule. Nope, it's not Betsy that. Betsy Cola. <laughs> yeah. Betsy Cola. I love this cover. I like a nice glass um, of Pepsi Cola. <laughs> <laughs> and this week and going forward, as we announced last week on the show, I believe uh, towards the end, we are instituting a permanent listener pick slot. So every week, one of the books that we read is going to be a book that you guys chose. Uh, and so, sorry, I just say you. Yes, and so we put the call out, and we got some uh, some listener suggestions. Uh, and this one that we chose, the one we chose, came from Nihilus over on the Discord. We are reading Forever Forward number one. This is, I think, the first Scout Comics book that we're doing. Probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sounds Definitely about right. Dive at least. In here. I, I don't know if you guys did it before Pals Poles was the thing, but uh, I I don't know. I doubt it. Yeah, we had oh, the Ahoy guys on the show. Yeah, but that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, you know, we'll see how we'll see how we feel about it. Our first time with Scout. But uh, if this is your first time with us, I do want to let you guys know how you can find us and support us all over the internet. Patreon.com slash the comics pals is the absolute best way to support us, but we appreciate just listening, just commenting, just subscribing, following us wherever it is that it's possible for you to do so. Um, Patreon.com slash the comics pals for as little as $3 a month. You can support your boys and you can get our access to our newsletter. You can get tons of other stuff. There's a lot going on over there. Our exclusive show palling around is over there. Um, We've got a lot going on. So, 
check us out all over the internet at the comics pals um let's let's jump in let's jump in let's talk about thunderbolts number one so this is or i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't mean to switch the order let's talk about amazing amazing oh, okay. uh, yeah <laughs> amazing fantasy 1000 pass by sorry fantasy. yeah that's fine uh so this is by a whole host of creators 60 years of spider-man if you can believe that thought you were gonna say 60 years of creators <laughs> um <laughs> not quite not quite uh and and some notable absences as well but uh mm-hmm. there are eight stories total um we got some heavy hitters for sure uh you've got names like uh Olivier Coipel, Jonathan Hickman, Marco Cicchetto, uh Dan Slott, uh, Jim Chung, uh, Neil Gaiman, and Steve McNeven. What a team. Oh, that my was, goodness. That was wild. I can't wait to yeah. talk about that. Yep. Busiek, the Dodson, Sabino. Uh, lots of lots of really, really great creators and teams. And a lot that I didn't mention, but we'll, you know, we'll shout people out as we uh as we discuss these stories, um, we'll go in. We'll go in order of the stories. We don't have to belabor them necessarily, but uh, yeah. So the first one is just some guy, uh, written by Anthony Falcone uh, and Michael Cho, with art by Michael Cho, letters by Joe Sabino. Um, this is a, a a fun little story about you know spider essentially Spider Man's relationship with a criminal that has lasted uh, quite some time. What do you guys think of this one? I have not seen Michael Cho interiors, and I don't even remember the last time I've seen him do interiors. This was mm-hmm. great. I loved the art on this. Yeah. Um, there's especially that one page where it's just uh, it's this goon flashing back to mm-hmm. all the different times that Spider-Man caught him throughout the years. There's like a yeah. invasion, which is probably Inferno. There was like uh, when Galactus showed up, Secret Invasion. Um I loved it. I thought this was great. Um, and it had Fancy Dan in it. I love a good Fancy Yo, Dan. Yeah. I love the Enforcers. Yeah, I love Man. the Enforcers. They're awesome. I, I love the the uh, uh, the conceit, too. The, uh, you know, the guy's just like, listen, something crazy is happening. I'm robbing something. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Sound logic. Um, I, the the art reminded me a bit of um, Smallwood. Has like that those like sandy textures to it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought the story beat was was just great. It was a uh, it, it all ties together in the end when um, he's just he he tells him like the importance of who he is in. I guess Spider-Man's just crime-fighting career, and how that ties together with his you know, ultimate message of like some sort of responsibility because he has the power. And um, I had a lot of fun with this thing. This, this, and then the following story were probably my favorites. Yeah, I, I thought this was a really good one. Um, you know, there's a mix of creators that we know really well, um, and some who are newer. And Anthony Falcone is not a name that I have seen before that I can recall. But I thought this was a very, very good story. I I think and I think a lot of people that love Spider-Man comic books 
love the fact that Spider-Man is almost like a regular dude who puts on a suit and goes and fights crime, but is really like a regular dude, like a hood fixture. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you walked by the corner and you saw the same guy all the time, you built a relationship with him over the years. Yeah. I think Spider-Man is like that for New York. And the, the idea that he would have a, a relationship like this with a villain who, you know, is a small-time petty dude that Spider-Man just, you know, webs up, leaves around, throws him in jail, and they keep doing this, but he's harmless ultimately, certainly harmless to Spider-Man. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. There's, like, something wholesome about it. Right. And I, I very much enjoyed that that's what the premise of this was, was something smaller to the ground and wholesome in that way of just, hey, you know, you're a small-time crook. I still got to stop you. Like, no hard feelings. Mm-hmm. Also, you guys the use of uh, the use of the uh, spider uh, spider signal, love it, love that, <laughs> yeah, love uh, the spider signal. I hadn't seen that in a while. Did you guys get uh, Hannah Var Vardit's uh, Spidey Zine way back when? No, it's no. all about what you just described. It's like Spider Man is swinging home with Chinese for he and Aunt May, and he's sitting on a stoop singing the cowboy bebop song to his head and a lady comes around the corner and she's like hey some weirdos are following me can you hang out with me on the subway and he like explains the plot to cowboy bebop and why it's cool hmm. that's, that's awesome it. yeah it's it's incredible those are hmm. small time stories that evoke kind of like some of the classic spider-man stuff um a few years ago i went through uh the i think i want to say the first 60 maybe 70 issues of spider-man and it was all that. It was just like smaller time. Like, yeah, you're goofy villains and stuff. But then sometimes it was just like he's freaking out about a test or he's freaking out about uh, whatever. He's running late for a date and stuff happens in between. And, and that, that's the kind of storytelling that I think it makes it a bit more interpersonal because you, you're you're examining not the character that's there, but the person underneath that mask. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This was this was definitely one of my favorite stories from this uh anthology and by the way this was a i thought a really good anthology oh, um, i loved yeah. it yeah this was one of the best ones i've read certainly in a long time um and that is exemplified by the next story yes. um so uh spider-man versus his sinister 60th this is the dan slot story jim chung um on art uh, you had uh, J. David Ramos did the colors and Joe Sabino on letters. Um, you know what? This is one of my favorite Spider-Man stories ever. Yeah, yeah. This was very good. Yeah. Dan Slott just gets Spider-Man. Yeah. Like at his core, he just gets it. I know he can be a bit of a. I don't know. People a lot of like to have hot takes about Dan Slott and his and his writing and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. But the dude just gels when he's on Spider-Man. This was good. It, it hits emotional beats. I, mm -hmm. I, I think um, the the obviously the twist where he gets shot, like mm -hmm. right, it would not have expected that coming. Even even though he's older in the in the context, he's sixty in this, right? It's his birthday. Yeah, and he's he's stopping somebody from uh, he's stopping a a guy from robbing a woman at gunpoint, and then he just gets fucking shot. I jaw drop. I'm just like, holy shit! Did they just do that, and then you flip to the next page, and he's just—it's it's a almost a, a half page spread, and he's just on the floor bleeding out. I'm like, 
holy shit, they did this. That's crazy. And the guy goes in for like five more shots. He's like, yeah, what the fuck? I was like, holy, chill <laughs> out. Like, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, you got to come after Spider-Man. You better make sure he's down. That's, that's true, <laughs> I do right at that point. Yeah. Um, um, I love. I love the use of the of his first costume in this. Mm-hmm. I really say, love that. It, it's it's a little um it's also like wrinkled all around, which I thought was a really nice touch because obviously he's older, he's lost some of that muscle mass, some of like the, the the youthfulness, and it's represented in the actual costume. So you get context to it even before you actually see, uh, even before you see the text of like, oh, way to spend the big O, the six O, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he he. That's funny. You just muted yourself. No, somebody muted. Oh, yourself. I think I muted him by mistake. <laughs> oh, I thought I was going nuts. <laughs> I was like, "Huh? What just happened?" I was fucking around. Next story. We're going to the next story, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit! I didn't realize I had that power. I might have to start exercising oh, no. that. You Abuse. guys better watch out. But no, finish what you were saying, Mark. I'm sorry about that. Um, I don't remember uh, <laughs> the suit. It was good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, this just, this is like, you ever read something that a writer wrote? You know, if you're a creative, maybe you've had this experience where you're just like, damn it, that's so good. And like, you're happy because it's really good, but you're also like, man, I I, I wish this was, yeah, I wish I had told this one, you know? Um, this is a Spider-Man story the ages it's an all-timer and um it hits at the core of who spider-man is you know yes i can see spider-man doing this into his 60s -hmm. i love the idea that it doesn't matter how long it takes you know like and and i i almost want to do like a spider-man retrospective which i kind of feel like we should um but like spider-man is not a crusader for vengeance like batman is you know what i'm saying like spider-man doesn't have a mission to end crime in the same way that batman does spider-man has a mission and a commitment to do the best he can and i think that resonates with you know everyday people more because we may not be swinging around fighting crime all the time but we're all trying to do our best and the idea that for 60 years, Spider-Man has been doing, not 60, but, you know, that for however long Peter's been Spider-Man, he's been doing his best, you know, and he's been, you know, it's been working. And he's had so much success and all of New York is rooting for him. And here this one time in a routine situation, it just doesn't go his way. And the support that he gets from everyday average people like it almost brought a tear to my eye i it was phenomenal yeah i felt it as well when, and when, drawn when by that. jim chung too <laughs> yeah dude the i i i think i particularly liked as well when all the like the doctors and the er people were like well hold on like half mask like like we, they have protocol already in the event of because he's been doing it for so long it it, it has become probably public knowledge within that field to be like this is how we operate in this situation because we've been seeing it for so long that, that this is just integrated and integral into our, uh, our our flow chart our process at that point that i thought was also a really nice touch 
Yeah. Yeah. Just I I want to like gush so much about it. Like everything like everything that slot set up works so well. Like oh, you know, Peter's late for the uh for the dinner and you think that's going to be the story. Yeah. He's, you know, he's late for the dinner and he's going to be out all night and he's just going to be, you know, doing what he does and she's going to be like, "Ah, Another birthday, you know, no Peter or whatever. And then maybe they have a nice, maybe when she gets home, he sets up a nice little dinner for them to have, you know, at 5 a.m. after he's tired and done beating everybody up. But it, it's, it, 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 it supplants your expectations and then it's a whole different story. Um, but then it still ends at that place of comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still, it still has that ending where it's like, okay, everything's okay. Um, I love this so much. I really, really did. Um, I also like uh, how in the future there is still a vulture. Like it's like one of those yeah. dorky <laughs> movies, but like somebody still wants to be the vulture. So I almost wish it was Shocker. Oh, the different connotation nowadays. <laughs> Maybe back then too. I don't know. Uh, the next one was Spider-Man versus Conspiraton. Uh, this was by another one who I'm not as familiar with, Armando Iannucci, uh, with Ryan Stegman on pencils, J.P. Mayer did the inks, uh, Sonia Oback on colors, and Joe Sabino on the letters. Um, I think that the story here is, you know, funny, I guess, and kind of interesting. There's a hallucinogenic that's causing um, everyone to, to see the Daily Bugle incorrectly and stuff. But this is the Ryan Stegman show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, Iannucci looks like he is a Scottish satirist. Oh. So. Huh. Yeah. Never heard of him. So what has Stegman, Stegman done? King and Stegman Black, is Donny Cates' partner in crime. Um, they did Venom together. They have right. the new okay. uh, Kids Love Chains uh, imprint together. I right. think okay. he did... Souls in humans too? Is that true? Sounds right. Underrated. I'm not sure. Um, this story I thought was coming off of the high that I was with the with the first two. This one felt like a little bit of like taking a beat. Um, it wasn't as strong. You know, it was it was fun still, but definitely a bit of a change in tone. The other two were a bit more heartfelt, and um, this one was more you know direct to the point. Spider Man solving. Uh, some kind of mystery then beats up a not even a mystery he's just solving something and then beats up a, a big guy in a metal suit all right run of the mill pretty standard but mm-hmm. not bad no uh, uh there wasn't anything done wrong in this i felt like it was uh it, it, it served its purpose it was like yeah. every like the last two were kind of you know especially the previous one by slot was a very heady one very like um heartfelt one this was a little goofy. It like had to fill the goofy slot uh, in there, um, and I thought it was fun to you know see all these weird conspiracies these people came up with. I was hearing Alex Jones in my head constantly, um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it, I thought it, I thought it filled its purpose. Honestly, I like, like I... L- looking back at this, I don't I can't remember a story in this I didn't like, which is wild for an anthology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there were stories that were more passable than others, but to say outright like this sucked or no, not at all. I think for me, this was probably the weakest one. I wasn't crazy about this one. Sure. And you know what? That's saying something, right? 
for com- with all these stories and this being the weakest one, and I feel like we could probably be like, yeah, this is all right. And what's up with Spider-Man making this kid huff gas? <laughs> like, yo, right? That was aggressive. Yo, looking like oh the opening God. to Midsummer. <laughs> there was the uh, and then like out of nowhere, all of these citizens just whip out like submachine guns and like assault rifles and shit. It's America. That was, Come on, that was funny. Fair enough, but it's also New yeah. York, so yeah, yeah, yep. On brand. Uh, you can tell so that's, the next, that's a Scottish yep. satirist doing American uh, New York. City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they probably all have guns, right? <laughs> Bro, that's how they see you. It is. <laughs> yep. Like, I'm, I'm walking around like, trapped all the time. Not a joke. <laughs> Next up, we have The Kids Got a Good Eye by Rainbow Rowell. Uh, wrote it, Olivier Coipel, who did the pencils and inks. Matt Wilson on colors. Ariana Mayer on the letters. Um, man, Coipel can draw himself some Spider-Man. I, has he ever done like a Spider-Man series? Uh, I, did, I don't uh, know. The series? Spider-Verse. Yes. Okay. okay. Yep. Yeah. This yeah. is this is next level though compared to Spider Verse because it's this much more subdued. Way way better. Yeah. Um, and much more. I mean, the story involves it, but it's it's about slowing down and seeing the people mm-hmm. of New York City. Well, the co- the colors on this mm-hmm. are insane too. Phenomenal. <laughs> I love the double page spread here, where it's yeah. just uh, Jonah yelling at Peter and all of the pictures that Peter took of the city, these beautiful, thought provoking pictures that he took. Um, and Jonah's just trashing them because <laughs> they're not pictures of Spider Man. And then the one he likes is, of course, the one where Peter somehow got a shot of himself <laughs> with the ice cream all over him. <laughs> it's so good. Which honestly, I could totally see Spider Man doing. Yeah. Yeah, and and for it, it to be, uh, for was it first page worthy? Yeah, that was funny. And it's like in order for him to get his money, he has to humiliate himself. Yeah, <laughs> but no one knows except for him that he's humiliating himself on the front page of the bugle. That's just that's good stuff. I you gotta know, say, I, Ra- um, Rainbow Royale is very good <laughs> um mm-hmm. there there hasn't been stuff by 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 rainbow that i haven't liked from marvel so far uh she's doing the she hulk book right now mm-hmm. previously oh. runaways which i loved yeah um i would almost say that runaways might have been even better than the original stuff i hot take but i really enjoyed it um yeah they're killing it um marco you wanted to say something and i, I think i cut you off but i uh, just the the moment where um, Jonah's berating Peter and <laughs> says, uh, write Peter a check. A small check. <laughs> Not too much arithmetic and no commas. It's like, yeah, That's nice. rough. It's good. One yeah. thing I like about this anthology too, uh, with the exception of the last story, just because I think I, I don't quite remember if it did this or not, but every story in this is so specific it's set in a very specific time period like in this one you know exactly when it is because peter's dating betty Mm. yeah yeah i i did like that a lot i really appreciated that um those are nice little touches and people who have had a long history with spider-man will 
appreciate knowing exactly where the writer is trying to slot you into. That's so cool. Um, the next one I think I probably got the least out of uh, personally. Same. This was In the Flesh by Hoche Anderson, uh, Giuseppe Comancoli on pencils, Klaus Jansen on inks, Jordi Belair on the colors, Clayton Cowles on the letters. I just couldn't find my way into this one. Uh, it was a little weird in a weird in a way that yeah. didn't do anything for me. And I've seen Kamonkoli's art look a lot better. The spider that he draws here is pretty cool and convincing. Um, but other than that, Sean, were you excited for a second? You're like, oh, they brought back that uh, that spider character from like Dark Avengers, and uh, yeah, I was the, like, the wait Osborne a second, miniseries. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> Which I think but, is like the like the the Mexican god of spiders or something. Oh, great character mm-hmm. by the way. But no, it was just a. Uh, Somebody off their pills. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. Um, oh, yeah. Off our pills or off them pills, if you know what I mean. <laughs> or Ayo. both simultaneously, which or, leads to horrible liver issues. Right. Okay. I've seen I've seen Spider-Man swing by to save me when I've been off the pills, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, pretty run-of-the-mill. I, I don't really, like, outside of the art being, you know, cool in spots this didn't do anything for me i didn't get it like i, I didn't get who she was i don't I, think there I'm, was anything to get I, yeah I'm, I'm assuming she's like a version of sorry you're not gwen like i like, like is this a character or Ar- nova is this a person I don't think I don't... so yeah the for me this was another one with where the time period is mm-hmm. the key and i think that that has to be post Gwen's death. Yeah, when like Spider Man's right. at his most hated, and even when he's at his most hated, he's still saving the the little guy. Is what I was getting out of it. Mm, okay. Enough, yeah. even enough where like he could remember things about you. You know. Yeah. So you know, okay, fine, sure. It was nice seeing Kamikoli be like tapped for this because Kamikoli did Superior, and like formative artist i think for spider-man in my opinion so common coley did um did uh the run right out of right out of secret wars mm, yeah true phenomenal art and I'm, it was with marta gracia too that was where i first saw his work i do recommend uh, undiscovered uh country by him and uh scott snyder it's a very good book and charles soul mm-hmm. can't forget him uh so the next story I also didn't get anything out of. Um and this was Slaves of the Witch Queen <laughs> Slaves of the Witch Queen uh by uh Kurt Busiek with the Dodsons, Terry Dodson and Rachel Terry on pencils and colors, Rachel on inks, Joe Sabino did the letters here. Um this was like they they mentioned oh it's a sequel to Amazing Fantasy 15. <laughs> okay. My favorite issue. <laughs> I think that's a funny Kurt Busick thing. Yep. You know, I think that's that's it really. <laughs> like you know, I think that's that's the fun. I thought I thought that was clever and how they tied it into Spider Man, but that's about it. Yeah. A little cutesy, I guess. But also you give me some Dodson art. Um and I ain't complaining. Yes. You know. Yep. I feel like I've seen stronger. No, 
Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. This like Adventure like... Man is is a lot more, uh, uh, I guess, cleaner. I yeah. gotta read that. There's literally in this in this in this book. There's like stick figures drawn at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, in the background, I think of like when they're in like Egypt or whatever, and you can see like the slaves in the background. It's just silhouettes, yeah. 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 This, um, one, this one was another one that was just like kind of all right. Like it, it didn't, uh, didn't light me on fire. It wasn't too consequential. That's right. I have to say though, Terry Dodson is one of the most recognizable, like vis- just immediately recognizable artists in comics. Like, yeah. They don't list the creative team at the very start of that story, I don't think. Well, they do, but in a cute way that's not, like, just, you know, text of the title, creator, creator, creator. Yeah. And so I didn't immediately – I was like, oh, I don't remember who's doing this one. But then I saw the the the, the, the Witch Queen, and I was like, oh, that's obviously Terry Dodson. Also, there, there's something about a Terry Dodson chin that I just love. <laughs> it, it's like, Really? I, like, I don't like it. It, it's like iconic though it's 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 almost like everyone has like a buzz light your jawline for better yeah. or worse it's a thing. yeah 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 it's, it's a it's a uh, shtick that i've learned to enjoy i mean when you look like speeder uh speeder uh spider-man's <laughs> chin <laughs> is sticking out so prominently right there but that's yeah. you know that's that's dotson for you um yeah you know it's all right stuff was it was kurt a uh a right like uh, a spider-man writer at some point Good question. Not to my knowledge. Not yeah, not that I know of. I wonder if he just got tapped for this. I mean, it's Kurt Busiek. You got you want a guy to write yeah. classic comics that can like call back to some stuff nobody remembers. It's Kurt Busiek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Encyclopedia. Like, it's like if Mark Wade's got his bad yeah. books at whatever company the, you know, whatever week it is, call yeah. Kurt Busiek. Speaking of writers with uh, long memories who will do something with them, uh, the next story was You Get It by Jonathan Hickman uh, with art by Marco Cicchetto, Frank Martin on colors, and Joe Sabino on letters. Um, I loved this one, too. And, you know, Jonathan Hickman, this this was very much a Council of Reeds type of moment for Peter. This is Peter encountering you know, various different Spider-Man from the Spider-Verse, and, you know, um, that's all cool. Hickman does fine with that concept. This is something that he's used to, and one thing we know about Hickman is he will recycle an idea. Um, But the art is unbelievable. Seeing Chiquetto draw all these different costumes for Spider-Man, and again, People who love Spider-Man are going to recognize a good majority of these and how beautifully rendered they are by Marco. Not I... this Marco. Oh, nope. no, no. Yeah, nope. I'll take the credit. Yep. No, nope. you muted me, so I'll take the Can credit. Can I admit something here? <laughs> sure. You didn't I like it? The, I thought the spot. No, no. I thought the, I thought the story was fine. I like the whole play on the, the Council of Reeds. And, of course, like Spider-Man would have his own because of the Spider-Verse and, and the web. But yep. I thought the Spider-Man costume designs were lacking. I didn't recognize any of them. I don't no? think they're. I don't think they are. Well, I don't think they're. Are you kidding me? This is this is future foundation right here. The white's not. I don't yeah. think it is. It's not. It's not. I've seen this costume one hundred million well, percent. You've seen a this white is, and black. I think it's, 
but that's not I think future it's, foundation. Yeah, I think it's similar, but I don't think it's yeah. future foundation. They're all, they're, they're all kind of derivative of other hmm. known Spider-Man costumes. Like, there's the one with the one eye. I'm like, oh, is that Eider-Man? Like, I, I, <laughs> oh, I guess, I guess. Like, the Fantastic Four one makes sense, but that's not even the actual Fantastic Four costume we've ever gotten for Spider-Man. Like, it looks good. It's Chichetto. It ain't gonna look bad. But, like, when I've seen Spider-Verses, I, I've seen, like, oh, here's Spider-Ham. You know, here's the Spider-Man with four arms or something. Uh, I don't know. I I see people have more fun drawing Spider-Verse characters. It's a very small gripe, but... All right. Fair enough. Uh, we've praised this book enough. Um, <laughs> In any event, the idea that the one thing that all Peter share is that their lives kind of suck was fun for me. Um, a little tragic, but it was good. Yeah, you know. I uh, I actually... I, I like the flip side of that idea that Hickman was flirting with. That actually our Peter Parker is the shitty one. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked if he had actually like stuck to that one. Because then it's like, oh yeah, I guess like the sum total of all our successes are just what your failures. Mm. There's got to be a bad one. Well, maybe not bad, but like he, he gets he but like he gets the short end. But like he's the shitty one. Yeah. <laughs> Goes to the worst moments. Yeah. And then we had. A story that confused me and then delighted me uh, with great power by Neil Gaiman and Steve McNeven. Mm. That's wild. I had no idea this was in this book. Yep. Richard Eisenhoff on uh, color, Todd Klein on letters. Yo, this was cool. I really like this one. I didn't realize it was McNiven until the last page when they and they had the the credits. I was yeah, like, I, in my head, I'm like, that. "What is this? Is this this is like it feels like quietly in a way?" Um, it did not feel like McNiven at all. I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I was getting like Nick Patara vibes from it, like you know Manhattan Project yeah. sort of stuff. Um, it was very weird to like, oh, it's McNiven shit. Um, when I go back and I see the faces, I'm like, okay, I can see it now. But yeah, it was, it was a little dirtier, a little. Um, uh, 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 less clean than I'm used to seeing McNiven, and I I liked it honestly. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'm, I only know McNiven from a few things that we've read, and it always seems like very just as photorealistic as you possibly can try to make it. And then to have this be a complete contrast to that was phenomenal, because because you're trying to uh, you're trying to capture here like actual people. Right. And so like by by not being as realistic with it and being more cartoony, uh, I think that plays well with the concept that uh, the concept that he that game is toying with as well. Mm. Um, I I thought it was so cool that, you know, he ends up meeting him and Spider-Man's like this big jerk, he thinks. <laughs> yeah. But then he leaves him a gift. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. But is the reason why he didn't want to acknowledge him because he showed him who he was when he was a, when when Neil was a kid? Is that the idea? I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't get why that was like. I didn't get why he was an asshole about it. I um, what what I got of it is that he was never actually meeting Spider Man. Oh, it was more okay. of an internal thing. 
Because if you're establishing that Ditko is alive, then you're, you, I don't think Ditko exists in the Marvel Universe. You know what I mean? Like, it's not an Alfred Hitchcock situation. Well. Um, I, I appreciated the fact that this was like, oh, Ditko was the creator. Like, this was like saying, like, <laughs> there's no mention of Stanley throughout this whole book, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's um, the... And, like, how Ditko was kind of in the silhouette the entire time. You never actually see him. Yeah. Um, sort of like, you know, when they when, when people reference Alan Moore, you know, as, as the writer, you never really get the name. Um, I got it as just, like, this is just the experience Neil Gaiman has with the character of a Spider-Man. Mm. Um, rather than the character actually being existing. I I don't like the, the Stan Lee erasure. I'm not a fan of that. Um... I don't get why he cannot be praised. It's so weird to have Amazing Fantasy 1000 without a lick of Stan Lee. I wonder if it's a rights thing now. Because his, his whole persona has been... His, his image has been uh, inundated with people just wanting to bank off of him. And his mm. estate is fully IP'd out. He's not a person anymore. He's like an idea. Um, well, he's <laughs> well, yeah, dead. he's dead. Um, but the idea of like Stanley, like it's more of a myth, really, than anything. At this point, yeah, Which, fair enough. Honestly, such a Stanley thing. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? That's that's exactly what the guy would have wanted. I feel. Oh, to like not even be included necessarily. No, no, just to be be to be a myth. Yeah, to be the myth, to be the IP, to be the story, you know. The The face of it. Exactly, yeah. So much so that his not not being included was more than felt. For me, it was. Um, I just think that's strange. But uh, then there was one last story um, by Mike Pasquillo. Pashulo? Pashulo? Um, where's Pete when you need him? Uh, uh, Olive Garden. <laughs> unfortunately, he, he he has passed. I didn't know that. I've actually never heard of Mike before, unfortunately. Um, but he wrote this along with uh, Todd Knock on pencils and inks and Rachel Rosenberg on the colors, Joe Sabino on the letters. Um, any thoughts on this one? Who is this character? I don't know. I th- I think it's someone Mike made up. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, the uh I guess this was supposed to be a Spider-Man mini series that didn't go ahead, but he made it anyway. And this is what Ooh, I guess okay. is finished of it. Well, this is what this these are the five pages that they decided to draw and like actually render. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, uh, it it just feels like a pep talk, and yeah. I think I think Spider Man's good for one of those, and um, the art was pretty good. Uh, it felt very somehow it felt like early two thousands, and I don't know why. Todd Knock. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. I love Todd Knock well, though. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a classic art art style. This was my pick of the week. Same. 
Oh, actually? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Is there yeah. three of us? Okay. Four. Yeah, easy. Yeah. The Dan Slot story alone, but then there's also, you know, several others that I thought were great. So, um, pretty easy pick. There is another book, though, that I really enjoyed and on a lot of other weeks would have been my pick of the week, but we'll get to that. Um, Thunderbolts, number one, is up next. This is uh, Jim Zub. Do you, do you have his uh, his tweet memorized still? Oh, no, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't. I wish I did. Um, uh, with art by Sean Isaacs. I believe it's Isaacs, yeah. Yeah. Um, Java Tartaglia on colors. Joe Sabino on letters. I feel like we've been... This book's been uh, on the horizon for quite some time. Uh, I feel like it was announced a while, a while it ago. It feels late. Like, it, mm-hmm. it feels like, like, not only, like, in the text we see uh, Monica Rambeau introduce herself as Spectrum, even though a week ago they announced Photon was a book coming out <laughs> where she's going to be known as Photon. Like, it feels like this book should have come out, like, three months ago, like, right after, you know, Devil's Reign uh, finished. Yeah, they really they really took their sweet time um, with getting this out, and I don't know why. I mean, when did Devil's Reign finish? It wasn't that long ago. Shoot. Uh, well, Daredevil's on its, what, second, second issue? Or third? Second or third, maybe. Third, I believe. So probably, yeah. Yeah, it's like three months ago. Yeah. Uh, Devil's Reign Omega was in April. Wow. Okay. No. Well, that okay. That's that's that was the final cutoff date. I'm sorry. It came out in July. No. No. Okay. (laughs) The release date was May 25th. That's what it says right here. That's what it says right here. So. Still, Um, you skipped a whole summer. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like this is the kind of book that Marvel should have been looking to have out. The week after, a month after. Um, the momentum is gone for me. I'm not as compelled as I was to know what happens next with these characters. Um, but that that aside, because that doesn't reflect on the quality of the book, I thought this was okay. It was, for me, very first issue, very assemb- let's assemble the team, which I get why they have to do it, but, you know, as someone... You know, if you've been reading comics for a while, you've seen these so many times. Mm-hmm. And for me, if there's no variance at all from the beats that we're used to, it's kind of tough to get through no matter how well everything is executed, which I've had a problem with several times. The Savage Avengers is one that I think of where I was like, hey, this is all solid work, but we've seen it 150 million times. That's kind of where I landed with this. Mm-hmm. I. I did like how it called itself out, though. You know, it called itself out with, like, the whole marketing aspect of it. It's like, well, we got to have this character in here for, for a mystery, you know. Oh, that was good. Uh, we're in here. We have these, these specific uh, cast members for diversity, you know, literally calling it out. Um, I thought it was cute. You know, uh, it was fine. Uh, in my mind, this is a solid book. Um, Sean, I, I mean, um, uh, Jim Zub has been working on a lot of team books for Marvel. 
that I can mm. remember. Um, I know he's worked on uh, some of the Champion stuff. He worked on uh, one of the Avengers books. I forget what the adjective was, um, but it was like a weird team with like Hercules and uh, uh, like the 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 collector's daughter or something like that. It was a weird team, um, but it, it it was really like classic, just good Avengers. Um, so whenever Jim Zub's doing a, a team book, I'm pretty much like, yeah, I can expect this to be like a good good seven or eight out of ten you know what i mean like nothing ever really blows my pants off but it's always like this feels like good old classic comics hmm. the, the, I, sorry i just wanted to respond before we lose the 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 tale of that the idea of the book being self-aware i i i don't know that that rubbed me the wrong way you didn't um, like that aspect no of it. not at all i don't think that that it, it takes away from me being able to take it seriously. Hmm. And I really wanted to take it seriously. Like, I'm, I'll say this up front. I'm not picking up the second issue. Oh, wow. Yeah. I enjoy the creators on this book quite a bit. But there were too many things that they did that made me not care about what's going to happen. And that was one of them. Um, if you don't take the book seriously, then I'm not going to either. And... After what happened in Devil's Reign and how serious that was, I get that there's a need to kind of, you know, PR the Thunderbolts and superhero stuff in New York. But they went too far with it. It's just like very ham fisted, in my opinion. The the exact things that you're laying out are the reason I was interested in picking up the second one, specifically because I like um, for me uh, starting this, I'm like, oh, OK, this is going to be another we round up a superhero team, they go fight a thing, and that's it. Uh, that to me would have been, uh, for me, just like a worse premise. But the fact that there's at the very least a a bit of an angle in terms of well, we need we need the image to be clean, and we need the image to be the thing that we're trying to actually focus on. Like yes, you're going to do the superheroics, but the differentiator for me was we need it to be done under the guise of you know, squeaky clean and shiny. And that was the interesting part to me. I'm like, oh, all right. If that's the approach, less so we're trying to uh, just beat up, you know, the villain of the week, then that speaks better to my interests about what this book is going to be. And the fact that we already get, you know, some, uh, some reveals in the end of things just going haywire with some of the individual heroes. I'm like, oh, how is this going to spell? What is this going to... Um, uh, how will this affect that image and, and, and how are they going to have to, you know, course correct and, and damage control that? I just think everything you're saying has been done, has been done fairly recently and has been done a lot better with a lot higher stakes. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there a, wasn't there a, an arc of, um, Dark Avengers or something to that effect where that was the point. Yeah. And yeah that's the like, point of Norman Osborn's entire Avengers squad. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So so I guess maybe not necessarily recently, but you know, they're villains who literally have to like I mean the worst villains too, not just like you know <laughs> it's Bullseye and Matt Gargan. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, 
So these, you know, sidekicks and Hawkeye doing, you know, uh, <laughs> making mistakes on TV. <sighs> Big deal. Go join the Teen Titans, whatever. <laughs> I, will, I will say, uh, I'm curious who this cable knockoff is. That that the actual like question of who that guy is, I'm kind of kind of interested in. Um, but the fact that Marco likes it, I think proves that the the cookie cutter aspect of it kind of works. Because like this is not something you typically read, right, Marco? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I I have no context if this is, has been done before. But the fact that it's working for you, I think, is like proof that like oh then i guess it's a solid feels like a solid avengers west coast kind of book like this you know b-list team um kind of doing its thing oh i'll never begrudge something working for somebody that's great i just don't know if this book will have the legs and that's what i'm concerned with i think i i don't think that it did anything in this first issue to convince me that this is appointment television for lack of a better Mm -hmm. phrase um and i think you know when you're when you're when you're working with us with a, a team that's i mean the most well-known character on it is certainly hawkeye there's a lot of work you have to do and it's a dangerous climate to be releasing a book like this i think but i hope it works out i i, I really do um i'm going to pass okay it's yeah, a thunderbolt book too. it's a thunderbolt book for me so a it's a pull and b like i will keep reading it i've read every issue of thunderbolts um so uh what a crazy thing to be able to say like you know you you go to the club or the bar and you're trying to get some ladies attention and you're like listen hey, you, you know, know something cool about I've me i've read i've read every issue of thunderbolts and dark avengers because i feel like that kind of counts oh dude as kale was mentioning that and he's like oh i guess that wasn't that that long ago i'm like nah that's like over a decade ago at this point yeah I know. <laughs> and then i felt really old by the way um maybe i missed something that was the hood right in this uh where they they fight the hood at some no, point there's there's no hood that's taskmaster oh right right, right, right. yeah yeah which he I, just... I, I don't like when taskmaster gets chumped out like that he, he he knows better yeah i got thrown off by the costume that he's wearing um it just thrown together prison garment so we could cover his face yeah. i think yeah yeah, yeah. yet somehow well, he has it. a shield Oh yeah, your Taskmaster, very, very COVID conscious. Well known for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, the art's good. I should say that too. The art, I mm-hmm. thought the art was good. Um, not my typical like go to, but I think it meshes very well with the style of this book. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it meshes very well with the style of this book. So it has that I... for it. I thought the art was serviceable hmm. at at best. I wasn't a fan of this at all. All right, art art wise specifically, mm. it worked. But yeah, I thought it was serviceable. Nothing egregious or stand out necessarily. All right. Well, let's talk about Ant Man number two. Oh. Even though the primary character of this book is, in fact, Ant-Man number three. Uh, so this is Al Ewing with Tom Riley on art, Jordi Belair doing the colors, and uh, Corey Pettit on letters. So up front, you know, great creative team. 
believe it's the same one as the first issue and yep. um mm-hmm. you guys really enjoyed that one i was really into this one dude, oh, dude. yeah welcome to erica grady man i love it this was hot and i like erica grady from um what uh, book was that, no, Tyler? Uh, Remender Secret Avengers? Yes. Oh, he my gets, God. He gets jobbed out there, and he comes back yeah. a villain. Yeah. Yeah, but that was super cool, though. Yeah. Um, And so I liked him. And, you know, getting to spend a little more time with here I thought was really good. Kale mentioned before when we talked about Amazing Spider-Man, the way that a writer can, you know, put you in a certain time period. Mm-hmm. This put us in the time period uh, just before Secret Invasion, where Hank Pym is actually a scroll and he's, you know, behind the scenes uh, helping to run the initiative and all that stuff. But he's a scroll and we never, well, I shouldn't say never. I don't recall getting a book at that time where we got to sort of see more of his perspective on what was going on. Maybe there was, and I missed it. But so spending a little time in that era with this character, um, especially knowing what happens was pretty cool. I really enjoyed that. And then the whole Eric O'Grady aspect of it was great. Great showing for a character who, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't pop up too, too much. He's a dipshit. I love it. Um, I will say Tom Riley. So Phil Hester drew the original. Yeah. Um, Ant-Man with John, uh, with a, uh, um, um, shit. Robert Kirkman on, on writing it. And mm. Tom Riley does an insanely good Phil Hester impression. I thought this was Phil Hester. I did too. Just the way it's uh, colored too. And like, oh, I was like, what? How did you do that? (laughs) It's the shadows. It's the ink. Those heavy inks. Yes. Yep. That's wild. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. I'm like, this looks a little, this deviates a bit. Dude, the art literally transported me back in time. It was wild. Um, Yeah, I love this. I'm a big Eric O'Grady guy, so like, I have the first issue of Irredeemable Ant Man that I've always wanted to get signed. Mm. And I also like as as a as a college kid, I'm like, yo, this guy's gonna, this is gonna be the Ant Man in the movie. I, I guarantee it. Well, you know, I'm wrong <laughs> on that front. But this, so, yeah, uh, sorry, this I really enjoyed the first issue, and this took me out of it. Um, huh, okay. I. This isn't a time period I'm necessarily familiar with, and the character I just I didn't find him sympathetic or likable. He's uh, not. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> That's <laughs> the, the guy gimmick, who buddy. Uh, shrinks down to watch women shower. Like it's yeah. Stop. Oh, mm, yep. All right. Well. <laughs> yeah, oh, Marco's back in. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the fight was cool, and like the way that um, Scroll Pim had to like try to come and clean up his mess, and he realized those guys just like an idiot. Uh, I thought that was at least funny. That worked for me. But otherwise, eh, I, I don't want to see this guy lead a book that I'm reading. Wasn't dude? The, it wasn't interesting. The the reference to Lost, like that's what Eric would want to know about. Yeah. I was like, again, transported me back in time. I was like, that yeah, that's what me. I want to know about too. Yeah. And you know what I was thinking? I was like, wait a second. He could have asked about the Sopranos finale. They're, those two <laughs> things don't align. And I was like, oh, shit, they do. He literally has the same epiphany you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit, I could have asked about the Sopranos finale. It's great. I, uh, yeah. This is like when I started reading comics. So, like, this is a real soft spot for me. Mm. Um, when, when, like, I was reading week to week. I love this stuff. 
yeah, man. Um, like we are cut from the same fucking cloth when it comes to like that era in comics. I think if you if you if you pit any story, and you you tell it between the the period of Civil War and Heroic Age, I'm in. Dude, that's if you nice. if you say the words uh, Avengers Initiative, I'm in. Like that's yep. all you gotta yep. say. I'm like, oh yeah, let's talk yep. about Cloud Nine. Why don't we? And you know what's funny? We are those pieces of shit that are <laughs> buying. And I say that respectfully. They're buying. The 90s revival books. We're those people. <laughs> Whenever they get around to the 2000s, oh, we're going to yes. be defending those books. Yeah. They're going to bring Bendis back. They're going to bring back uh, uh, everybody. What They're going to bring everybody. Butterball was one of the Avengers Initiative characters. There was uh, Hardball. There was Cloud Nine. Like, give me more Gauntlet. Like, the dude, yeah, Gauntlet. Gauntlet was yeah. my guy. Yeah. MVP. There was Fucking another one. I'm coming. Penance. Oh, and it, oh, love God, love when I was yeah. 16 years old and emo and dark, Penance was my guy. I was like, yes. And the reveal that he's actually a speedball, I was like, oh. Incredible. Oh, um, oh, oh, what was the thing we read with that? Fuck. Thunderbolts? Did you read Thunderbolts? Civil War? No. Yeah. Was, uh, no. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, it was in Civil War. What yeah, was yeah. the thing? It oh, the most formative line, right? comic in the past uh, century? <laughs> Frontline, yeah, yeah. That was good. Comes out. All right. I know what you guys talk about now. Yep. When you were mentioning, like, uh, I've only read a couple of things Steve McNiven was in. I'm like, yo, Marco, just mention Civil War. It's fine. Right, right. Like, you can cover all your bases, dude. Just say Civil War. Civil War, Old Man Logan. Those are, like, the two big ones. That's all I was thinking of, Old Man Logan. I was like, uh, Old Man Logan and probably something else. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this is a very simple story. You know, it's, it's Eric O'Grady trying to steal uh pim tech or whatever the shrink <laughs> tech from the from the dead body of scott lang which i didn't realize scott lang was dead um so that was interesting to learn whether whether or not that matters right now i don't know but at the time i guess he was dead i didn't know that. yo how he dies too <laughs> who got him was it uh, Jack of Hearts when he explodes? Is that what happens? Or yeah. was it Envision? Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Avenger Disassembled. Yep. Uh, I read that. I guess I just yeah. I just didn't care well, about Scott Lang. Uh, Scott Lang so. is just a small part of that story. Way. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but he's trying to dig up his dead body, and then he has to contend with Hank Pym. And Hank's like, wait, you don't even know how your suit works? Oh, you're a waste of my time. <laughs> yeah. And But more so, it was that he didn't realize, he didn't, Eric didn't know that Hank was a scroll, which mm-hmm. was what Hank was worried about. And, so. and the retcon that this suit has scroll tech in it is great. Yeah, random. Yeah. Random. Um, but sure, I'll take it. I really like this. Uh, this this yeah. easily could have been my book of the week um, if Amazing Spider-Man wasn't a part of our pools this week. Mm-hmm. Or so Amazing we, Fantasy, right? We get Scott next next issue. What era of Scott Lang do we get? Do we get like '90s Avengers, or do we get like FF Scott Lang? Like I don't, I don't know where oh, we go. With that's that. the one I hope it is. Oh, I love FF Scott Lang. Yeah, dealing with the death of his kid, sort of. <laughs> I know it's it's rough, but like it's it's good stuff. I uh, I didn't. I hope it's not the uh, who's the guy that did um, uh, 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 Hail High's Secret Empire. Yeah, Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer, yeah. 
I didn't like his stuff. Oh, I like that stuff. So I hope it's not him. Yeah. Me neither. We'll find out. Uh, pulls all around, but Marco, I assume? Uh, I'll pull it for the third issue. Okay. Okay, cool. Eric O'Grady will pull it, too. I bet he would. Yep. He stays pulling it. Uh, so now we're going to talk about the listener pick. So we said we would allow listeners to suggest a book. We'd have an open listener spot. We kept to our word. A few members on Discord suggested uh, some books for us. Um, Kef has suggested uh, DC Saved by the Bell or Saved by the Bell Reeve, I think it was called. Bell yeah. Reeve yeah. Saves, the, the, saves DC. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, whatever it was, that's, saved by the I bell, just yeah. I thought about Saved by the Bell, yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know we would have picked it, but we had this, you know, amazing fantasy uh, juggernaut that we had to get through, and that's like another ten dollar major big book. So we decided to go with Nihilus's pick of uh, Forever Forward, or Forward Forever, however it's said. Forever, forever you got Forward, it right. yeah. Forever, forever Forward. forward. Yeah. Um, and again, it's a Scout Comics book, uh, so new to us. And you know what? I realize now um, the copy we have, I don't even have the creative team in front of me. It's uh, I can get it. Yeah, it's uh, Zach, Kaplan. Zach Kaplan with art by Arjuna Susini. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so this book... I thought I would like it. I thought I would be interested in it. But in in terms of the premise, it's like, oh, hey, these characters, you know, they end up going to the future. And, you know, the way it starts, it's like this future empire world. And, you know, the principal characters are like these renegades or whatever. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, let's go. You can always get me with the future. Um, but then it goes to the past. And I proceeded to not feel anything about anything i read uh and when the book ended i was like oh that's it <laughs> it was abrupt yeah and look writing comic books is hard when you're talking about an issue one look hey two three four five six twenty you get to get deep into your story right issue one you have to convince a person who doesn't otherwise care about you that they need to spend $4.99, $3.99 on your story. And you have one shot a lot of the time to knock it out of the park, and it's hard to do. And we always talk about that issue one formula, but that mostly exists within the big two. Outside of the big two, you don't have the, the ability to say, well, you know Spider-Man, right? You know, you know whoever. Like, you have to introduce these characters, introduce the premise, tell me why I should care. And unfortunately for me, this book did not accomplish that. Because the end of it didn't promise me anything interesting. The promise is at the front of the book. The promise is that future. But I sort of feel like that should be the story. And all this extra other background stuff that we saw should be done in flashback or something like that. I wanted to see oh. the future. If there's conflict between these people, if they're mad at each other, if they're mad at the guy whose time travel device this was, yeah, set the tension up, mm -hmm. but let us know why they're mad 
through flashback so that the meat of the story can be the stuff that's the most interesting. You don't even have to do it through flashback. Just do it through good dialogue. You Whatever know? you want to do. Yeah. I just don't think that this method was the most effective for making me want to plunk down money for the subsequent issue. Can I just go on my soapbox for a second? Yeah. Um, Call it something else, though. That's copyrighted. Uh, 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 Tyler's... Uh, what what's alliteration? Uh, is there a toolbox? Tyler's Tyler's toolbox. tiles. That doesn't get me very high up. Well, it's his tower. Tyler's yeah, tower. Go well, it's too high up. Well, I'm gonna go with toolbox. It's enough. All right. Um, it's too high. I will say, uh, Scout Comics. I, I could not find this comic on Comicsology. I had to. We, we had to go. I had to go to like Scout Comics's website to download a digital copy, which is a PDF form that they emailed to me, um, which didn't have a cover on it, um, on the actual document. And the, uh, the digital book itself was, looked like it was in production pages because the actual like gutters weren't cleaned up. You can see like the, it almost looked like a preview and even the file type said yeah. preview in the file. It, it is. Um, yeah. So I was like, did you, did you not, did you release the wrong book? <laughs> And, and, the, and the, with the abrupt ending, I'm almost like, I feel like there might have been something else here. The page yeah. count adds up, but um, it felt weird in terms of like, like the, the, you got to work in your digital comics. It's 2022. Like, I understand, like, maybe you can't be on Comixology for some reason, but if you're going to offer a digital comic, offer the finished one, I think, uh, which sucks, too, because it's a great Jacob Phillips cover. Like, I don't get that digitally either. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah, Jacob Phillips. Oh, yeah. damn. Wow, I didn't see the covers. <laughs> um, I think I'm less harsh on the actual story than you were, Sean. I thought it was pretty... I, I actually kind of enjoyed it. I like the, the sort of uh, near future they jumped to, which is like this U.S. is in a civil war and the Russians have capitalized on, on that and now they're attacking the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Like I thought that was like an interesting, like almost too close to home kind of near future. Um where I can see every issue being them going forever forward uh, until they get to that far, far future we are, we see in the beginning of the book. Um, mm -hmm. I do almost dislike that we saw that at the beginning of the book because that's just like a trope, I think, with like like writers. It's like, oh, let's let's jump to the fa uh, the future and then we'll go back and tell the story. It just, yeah, it seems like a um, crutch that a lot of writers use um, that's overused, in my opinion. But I thought the actual premise of the book is fine. I, I wish we can learn a little bit more about our other characters besides our main, um, I don't know, uh, detached science guy, Reed Richards stereotype. Mm. Um, but uh, I'm a, I am curious to see where the, where the book goes. I'm assuming that the book goes forward, but uh, I'll have to see. I almost kind of wish it went backward. You can't to go, go backward. Forward to it's go established. Back. What if it went to issue zero? That would be pretty cool. That would be kind of cool. I don't think and the then, Scout's website could handle that. No. <laughs> um, go ahead, Marco. The, I think the art saved it for me. Um, I had yeah. a bit more issues with the script than uh, I think Tyler did, but not as much as Sean. But for me, the, the saving grace here was the art, the style, and the colors I thought were all well done it has like these textures on them almost makes it feel like uh, a little bit more painterly like so there's almost like these like uh watercolor looks to them sometimes um 
I thought I thought that was well done. Some of the facial structure probably could use a bit of work, but otherwise, yeah, that that was solid and kept me engaged throughout the book. If it wasn't for that, uh, I definitely got frustrated with the with the doctor Lewis, and uh, I didn't like him as the driving force here, like him being our POV character necessarily. I was I I didn't care for him. And his the interactions with his like supposed friends, like this his best friends in the world. And this guy's just being an asshole. Um, but beyond that, I think I'm with Tyler in that I at least got enough that I might be interested for coming back. But that ending was so abrupt that it it just it caught me for a second, and I'm just like, mm, I don't I don't know where it could possibly go from here, and not in a good way. I could maybe see myself picking up a trade of this. I, just because of the experience of buying it digitally was too much of a pain in the ass for me. Yeah, um, actually, yeah. That's what I was going to say, too. That ending reads a lot better when you just turn the page and yeah. the next issue starts. And I think that's another fatal flaw. Like, you can't... I mean, I, hey, I don't know. Maybe the creative team knows that they're going to get, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth issues and that the, the, the trade will come. Maybe that's some kind of a guarantee that they have. It's hard for me to believe that in this industry. And so this just seems like a big risk, which, again, to Tyler's point, is why they started the issue the way they did. So that you have the hook up front, like, hey, we'll get here eventually. And hopefully you care enough to find out how that you'll put your money down. Um, And it seems like it worked for you guys. And that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Like if I'm at a if I'm at like a convention and I go to like the Scout Comics booth and I see this as a trade, like I pick it up, you know, just based on this issue alone. Be like, oh, you know what? I did read that and I thought it was okay. I was just annoyed at the experience of it. Hmm. And Zach Kaplan, I feel like has been a name that's been coming up recently as well. Uh, I've seen uh, Port of Earth and I've heard good things about it as well as Eclipse and most recently Mindset, which I think is with Andrea Moody. And I was thinking oh. about picking up the first issue if I do. Let me, let, let me not lie. Hold on. Um, yeah, I did hear stuff about Port of Earth. Oh, John uh, John Pearson. Never mind. But the covers on it uh, look phenomenal. And the book looks really interesting. It's a vault book. Mm. All right. Uh, I'm going to say Pass. If I could get this on Comixology, I would probably have continued. I would get oh. the second one, but that experience was rough. Even and Tyler was the one that did it, so Yeah. Um I would say trade weight. That's an option we have, right? Yeah. That is. Yeah. I think I'm also a weight. Oh, okay. It wasn't so egregious that I hated it. The premise is decent. But I do agree that the um, the execution is a little too tropey, mm. and uh, I think it wants to be character driven, but it's it's going about it the slow way. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, that's gonna do it for our reviews this week. But the show's not over because. Last week, I was tagged in Comics Tag, which is, yes, this is the part of the show where one of us gets to force the other to read a book. 
uh, and then the subsequent week, that person has to come and share their thoughts about the book. Now, unfortunately, I did not read the book. Get out. No, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. I did read it. <laughs> I would have actually been upset. I was like, no. genuinely, I was like, oh, I don't recommend books on this one that are like meant to be mean or memes. Yeah. No, no, no. I read it. Uh, so I was tagged with Olympia. Uh, this was by oh, yeah. Kurt and Tony Pyers uh, with Alex Diodato uh, or Diado, uh, D. Conif and Micah Myers. Uh, I don't know if I've read anything with Micah Myers on it before. Um, it's weird to know a creator more th- from social media than uh, actually you, from their work. I feel you've definitely read a Micah Myers. I think so. Book. It's very possible. I just yeah, can't been, can't recall. After the whole social media thing, like he he got a lot of work. So <laughs> yeah. Um. So I didn't really know quite what to expect. Marco did explain. Uh, loosely what the book was and I was like okay sure let's see what happens you know I really liked it yes um I really liked it it was it was interesting so it's this kid who's reading a comic book about this character and then the character basically crash lands and is dying uh right next to the kid after he finishes reading the book um <clears throat> I like the meta aspect of it I thought that was really cool um, I have a lot of questions. I got through. The, I should say I got through the whole first issue. I, I didn't get to go past the first issue, but the first issue was like double sized or something. Mm-hmm. And I got through all that. Um, it does just enough question asking, like forcing me to ask questions, mixed with interesting character moments. Like I want to know who this, like what, where the hell did this dude come from? Like, how is it possible that he's here? This dude was just this kid was reading him in a comic book, and now he's uh, on Earth. Um, I want to know more about that. Um, you know, what else is out there? I have a lot of questions. Uh, the art I really liked as well. Um, I can't really say exactly who it who it makes me think of, but um, I don't know. I thought it was good. Um, it's meant to evoke. Like some of the the comics, the the in comics comic stuff is meant to evoke like Jack Kirby, right? At the time, yeah. Which that I that I got, but I, I guess I meant like the the outside of the comic sure. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did like that style, uh, and it was a nice touch to differentiate. This is in the com- This is in the comic the kid loves to read versus this is you know in the real the quote unquote real world. Um, you know, this is something I kind of wish I had known I would like when it was coming out. I I remember this being uh, very much a book that as I was reading, I'm like, okay, Phil's going to like this. And I think Sean might actually, because of that meta aspect, because of the way that it deals with like what superheroes mean. And uh, and I think the art as well. So like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad you enjoyed it because and the questions that you're asking are exactly the kind of questions that get answered in like tremendous fashion. Mm, and it's only five issues, you said? Yep. Super quick. I might uh, I might have to finish it up. I, I think it reads pretty well in trade. Okay. So uh, I actually want to do a themed tag. Uh, but there's only one. There's only one person I can target with this. Because only one of us hasn't read it. Of course, that would only leave Marco. Damn. 
I thought I owed him. He could have left me. Yeah. No, no, no. We've read all the same shit, Tyler. You know that. <laughs> it's very hard to um, tag you, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tag you. It's quite frankly, it's hard to tag Kale. Um, but harder to tag you, Tyler. Um, so I think, Marco, that there's a chance you might enjoy Thunderbolts by Warren Ellis. Oh. Like oh. top five comics for me. Yes. This is the good shit. This is the good, good shit. This is my first introduction to the Thunderbolts. Uh, this is after... Uh, this is after Secret Invasion. No, no, this is not after Secret Invasion. This is before Secret Invasion. During Civil War? During Civil War, yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, this is Norman Osborn. Uh, yeah, there it is. Boom. I have that same one. Is that the hardcover or the softcover? I got the soft. Okay. I mean, mean, even though it's soft, I I read it and get hard. So... (laughs) (laughs) The team is great. Yep. Moonstone, uh, the 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 cancer guy, the radioactive man, yep, um, yep. the team is fantastic. Oh, Venom, right? Isn't Venom on the team? It's Matt Gargan Venom too. So yes, Matt Venom. Gargan yeah. Venom. It's, uh, Which Union Jack shows up too early on. Oh. Yep, phenomenal, phenomenal run. I I'm going to be choosing it for a pal uh, for a uh, book club soon, but I figured you could get a preview. Read the at least the first issue. Paul with Paul Jenkins, Warren Ellis, Warren no. Ellis, Warren Ellis. Ellis, and Mike Diodato. Yeah, uh, that before, was my first Twitter where Mike Diodato can uh, start flexing on people on his Twitter instead. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. <laughs> I got it here. Oh yeah, did you see it? Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah. When, when an old man looks right back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be your tag, Marco. All right. Oh man, it's so good. Oh, swordsman! Totally forgot about swordsman. Swordsman, swordsman, too creepy swordsman. Yeah, um, man, I oh god, that was so good. Kale, am I gonna like this? Yeah, I think so. So you're a pervert. If if you can get past the Diodato art, like I don't like that's the only. I love it, but I feel like it. Marco might not. I like Diodato. Diodato, he did. um, Okay, was it not not all robots recently? He did. Mm-hmm. Yep. With, is, yeah. is it That's, similar style or he was? I mean, it's just the same. It's gritty. Stick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Diodato right. draws can... a good robot. It's just sometimes the people can be a little too photo referencing, in my opinion. But okay. Yeah. Wait till you see his Norman Osborn. Oh. oh. You mean Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's perfect. It's it like, really is it's, absolutely. It's is. weird that it is, and I feel like if they were making a movie with like Norman Osborn in it in the nineties. Yeah, get Tommy Lee Jones. Why not? He could be a he could be the Green Goblin. He's probably a goblin in real life. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like he's the opposite. No. I so you're so. gonna make me want to read this too. I'm sure. making myself want to read it. That's why let's, I said I'm gonna pick it for the book club. Let's all read it and make it a book club. Only the fans can make that happen. Mm. And I'll say how in a moment. There, but there was there was a short box on this too. I did I did do this when I did the Ooh. long box. Yeah. Well, you might be doing it again soon. Hopefully, you have more Gladly. thoughts. Gladly. You think uh, I remember? Let's get into <laughs> let's get into our our pals pulls. So pals pulls the segment is where we tell you guys about the books that we are looking forward to next week. Yeah. So I don't have a list of who's who, but I'm gonna go off memory. Uh, Sean, you picked uh, Immortal X Men number six. 
Yes, I did. Uh, So I am super hyped for Mortal X-Men. It's been quite good so far, especially with the news about Sins of Sinister. It appears to be an event that's going to spin out of uh, AXE Judgment Day slash Immortal X-Men. And I think Immortal X-Men will deal with it to some degree. Um, I don't have the 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 answer key if you will right in front of me but we know that the sinister secrets set up in issue one of immortal x-men are all answered by the subject of an issue of immortal x-men so i'm it's i'm anxious to go back and look at that answer sheet and see how that lines up with what immortal x-men 6 is going to be about uh I'm, i'm 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 looking forward to that and it looks like it's a Sebastian Shaw issue, too. So Nice. A fancy man's going to get some spotlight on him. Oh, yeah. Um, you also have Batman, number 127. Yeah. Fail safe. Uh, so, last issue. Um, should I? I mean, we, we talked about it at the time. Uh, we see Batman has gone into his fail safe as the Batman of Zoran R to counteract this killer machine robot that Batman apparently created as a failsafe for if and when Batman commits murder. Um, so Zoranar Batman, of course, comes from literally my favorite comic book run ever, Grant Morrison's Batman R.I.P. And I haven't seen this you know, iteration of the character since then, I don't think. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. This should be a cool flashback. Zadarsky has been doing a phenomenal job. Can't wait for more. Uh, Marco, you picked uh, Shock Shop by Colin Bunn, Danny Luckert, and Nate Picos. This is a Dark Horse book. Yeah, and this is also a horror anthology. And so I right in right in Bunn's sweet spot. Uh, Luckert's does does some really good work. (laughs) And I think the um, uh, some of the concepts here are pretty interesting. I'm going to I'm going to read you one and you tell me if, if this makes sense. Uh, one of the tales in familiars is called, uh, after a painful divorce, Trevor rents a house and tries to rebuild his life. Soon he discovers that his house appears to be haunted by more than one spirit and the creatures begin feeding on Trevor's feelings of anger and guilt. The character's name was originally Tyler, but I told him he had to change that. Oh. Ah, okay. Yeah. Rights issues, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say Colin Bun uh, Bun's sweet spot is called the prostate. Um, <laughs> Bun. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Well done. I'll give it. I will to say, you. Uh, horror anthologies are kind of my bag right now in comics, so I might be down for this. And yeah. uh, if is the vote still going on, or uh, for the for was it for the next book club? Uh, no, it's it ended on Tuesday. Oh, uh, I, I don't know who looked <laughs> on Tuesday, and Blackest Night was winning by a landslide so uh, i'll check again real quick and make sure that that's still the case i was gonna say there's another anthology horror anthology in particular was up for this yeah Yeah. well i i don't know if that even had votes unfortunately i'm uh you're fucking lame you're fucking lame (laughs) (laughs) how dare you oh give Uh, me give me the superhero book grow up well, Marco, Colin you Bond and I, Carter. you and I both picked uh, Fantastic Four: Full Circle by Alan oh. Ross. Yes, you speak to this. Oh, that's out next week. Ooh. 
I think it is out. In, it's one of those things with the, with the trades and the hardcovers where it comes out a week earlier in comic shops. So I believe it is available in comic mm. shops now. But everyone else can get it next week. So, you know, that, that sort of thing. A little cheap. Um, this looks wild. This is, this, is, uh, this is Alex Ross drawn Fantastic Four, which alone, that's good enough for me. But it's like colored like it's the, 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 the back section of Spencer Gibbs. This, this is like a blacklight poster. It's trippy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all by him, too. So, like, I'm, I'm on the record of saying Alex Ross is one of the goats, in my opinion. Um, I think that's in, un, indisputable. Um, and I love a good, uh, a good Fantastic Four story. So I'm ready for this. The, the art in particular... Um, the stuff that he does is just so well rendered and this feels like he's almost changing up his style a little bit more sometimes the colors aren't as lush as they are here they're a bit more washed out and you get you know your random lights from different places and whatnot but this one feels like he like really dipped his pen in a lot of just ink there and um, I'm, I'm glad to see that he's playing with that a bit it feels almost like he's going to like some gauche instead of uh, his typical like, watercolors. Mm. Almost looks like Mike Spicer called this colored this like <laughs> it's a little, little Buckwild. Yeah. Whoa. Did we just say Buckwild at the same time? That's a weird I, thing to say at the same time. That's <laughs> Buckwild. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I picked She-Hulk number six um, because this is an issue where Nightcrawler goes to her for some help. You throw Nightcrawler in a comic. I'm going to read it. And there's a cover with Jim Bartell drawing a very uh, dapper-looking Nightcrawler wearing a little, uh, looks like a tweed suit. Um, I'm into it. I am into that. Mm. I love I just realized that. Nightcrawler cannot wear shoes. Like, there's literally no shoes. <laughs> no, no. He's not a, he is not a sneakerhead. Damn. Can't get those new Nikes. Mm-mm. You could probably get those, like, weird, like, uh, Japanese anime kid shoes, you know? Those, like, ninja ones with the split toe. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. What about the... What about- the back yeah. toe. Uh, well, he's cut a slipper. It <laughs> <laughs> the, the back's open already. There you go. Yeah, you probably do, maybe do a, a form of Crocs, maybe. Uh, but yeah, that's She-Hulk. I was gonna say for uh, uh, Fantastic Four Full Circle. Um, I don't know if you saw the the, the pre-order prices, Tyler, but hardcover and uh, also for anything else is twenty five dollars and or twenty dollars. With Comixology Unlimited, you're getting it for ten bucks. So what digital out there? Yeah, digital. Yeah, but you're getting it oh. digital. Yeah, you're getting, you're yeah. Getting, I don't mother, think you want. Hold Alex on, motherfucker. Yeah, you're about to get Alex Ross on digital. Yeah. It, no. I see Marco, a spot in that shelf. There's no Marco, thing right there. Get your ass to Midtown Comics. You buy that motherfucking book. Go oh. to your comic shop. Buy that motherfucking book. You are gonna ruin your whole experience if you get this book on digital. Are you fucking kidding me right you now? You can't make me, Daddy. You never go Marco, to my baseball games. Sh- you're grounded. You're done. Played it soccer. I got really personal. God. <laughs> but I agree with Kale. I agree. Piss I, me I'm, off. Gonna, I'm gonna third that one. I'm gonna third that one. There, there are some creators that Alex you don't Ross read digital. digital. Get the fuck out of here. It's Al- Alex Ooh. Ross is one of them. What are, you, what are you gonna read Marvels on an iPad? No, Marco. Jesus. Look, I Kingdom Come I, on an iPhone. 
as a oh. fan of you, right? As a fan of you, <laughs> I think that you should take this back because the the listeners are going to eat you alive. Like this is a crazy take. It's an anti. It's an anti comics take. It really is. Alex Ross, digital. Come on. I think it's honestly offensive. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna come in next week. We're gonna read it and you're gonna, you're gonna see it right here. We're not gonna see. I it. wish we were gonna I'll be ready. See, here, I'll, but... I'll break your iPad. Don't even <laughs> fucking think. You go ahead. You you get on a plane and you do that. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, I could just I could just send you a file that I can actually make him open up that might work his software. But you know. No. Ooh, you have that type of power. Listen. <laughs> I got in. I got enemies. Zip file I got a lot of enemies. Speaking of. Oh, look, a physical look Alex Ross. Is that a first printing? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Look at and, that. And hold on. Don't open it up. What are you doing? You're getting fingerprints open. on it. You're going to freak open. Tyler the fuck uh, out. Stop it. Uh, I'm going to end the stream early. And hold on, hold on, hold on. Fucking oh, asshole. Oh, no. Is it signed? It is. Oh, uh, close that. Close it right now. Is it signed by Busiek <laughs> too? What happened? Who is it signed by? Both of them. And you touched oh. it, you and fucking I, jerk! And I know it's, where you it's live. Number, and you know what? It's number two three two three. Uh, that doesn't mean anything to me, but <laughs> no, nothing. It's just it's a it's it's a. What are you into numerology? You're like that guy from the rehearsal. Wow, that was a despicable act. Deplorable. <laughs> it's Alex Man. Ross. Just for yeah. that, Marco, you owe me your copy. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, this copy. Yes. Wow, that right. was nuts. Uh, Tyler, do you have uh, anything else? Uh, Kale. Yeah, we didn't do Kale. Kale's doing uh, Kaiju Max Season 6. Yeah, the this is it. Season or the volumes, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is it. This is the end of it. Feels like this oh. series has been going for years. Uh, but this is the end. Um, so this uh, this book for anyone who somehow doesn't know it's about uh, a prison island for uh, Godzilla. So it's it's basically the prison show Oz meets Godzilla. Mm. And everything sort of surrounding that. Did you ever see Oz? Yeah, what yeah. happens when Mothra goes and, in the shower? <laughs> my man, I'm making that, <laughs> that comparison on purpose. Really? There's a, there a yeah, kaiju there's a, sodomy a, 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 in this? There's a prison rape scene, I think, in the first. Jesus Christ! Uh, in, the first, in the first volume. What? I'm not. Book club? Yeah. You started this off with, if you guys don't know about Kaiju Max, I'm like, yeah, I know about it, and then you ended it with, I had no idea what this book was about. <laughs> that was dark as shit. Listen, I said, I said what I said. You said Oz, not Prison Break. Yeah, that's true. Yep, that's a. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then you're also. I know what uh, I'm talking about. I don't. I wouldn't up. invoke. I have the trauma from Oz. I wouldn't invoke something <laughs> that that deeply scarring. Well, I have the trauma from Kaiju Max now. Thanks, Kale. <laughs> Listen, book club. Let's go. <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the audience is not choosing that. Uh, then you're also picking up uh, Pachi Delivery Service, uh, Volume One, or is it just a trade? I don't think it's. About I him. believe I it's, it's just the trade. Yeah. 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 Um, I uh, really enjoy. I think we did two issues. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we definitely did one. I really enjoyed this. Um, I didn't read the full thing. I'm glad I didn't, so I can get the full uh, the full experience. But uh, uh, Matt Kent and Tyler Jenkins, 
got the got that uh, hot hand. Um, it's about two men uh, looking for treasure after uh, after World War II, and they're being chased by a serial killer. Hmm. Good stuff. It was good. Sick. And those are our pals polls. All right. Very good. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to us uh, talk about the books this week. Remember the listener vote, the listener pick. We want you guys to tell us what you think we should be reading. Um, make sure to vote. It's open voting. So just share whatever book you think we should read that's coming out this week. Whatever you're excited about, uh, send it our way. Let us mm -hmm. know. And we will choose the book we think is the most interesting and uh, we'll read it or the book that gets the most votes. If a bunch of you really want us to read like uh, Kaiju Max, no, um, <laughs> uh, 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 Betty, Betty Page, you know, oh, then we'll Miss, read Mr. Betty Boop. Page. Mr. Boo. Oh. oh, that could be a book club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vampirella. Sean would, Sean would hate that. Yeah, he would. Listen, I'll call in a favor if I have to. <laughs> Dude, I'm totally making Mr. Boop an option next time. No, go ahead. Dude, no one's going to know what it is. They're not oh, going to pick I'm gonna it. I'm going to campaign. M Matt canceled his, his patronage. He's not there to help you, Tyler. <laughs> I'll make separate accounts just to pick it. That's collusion, <laughs> and it's against the law. What, are you going to indict me? Not now? ours. Yes. What, British law? <laughs> against... Um, Washington Heights Law. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, speaking of the vote, if you would like to take part in the next book club vote, the way you can do that is by joining us over on Patreon. Uh, if you want to, not only do you get the opportunity to cast your vote for our book club, but you also get a shout out on the show uh, and a superhero or supervillain nickname. You get our newsletter. You get palling around. A lot of cool stuff there. Um, so, yeah, check that out. If you want to watch this show live, we are live every single Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then we post the show Fridays. Uh, for the main show, we are live Saturdays at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. Then we post up on Monday. Uh, this week, we are talking about the cancellation, the official cancellation of the DC fandom, oh, man. some uh, some hot tamales. You heard of the hot coffee fiasco <laughs> circa 2006 Ooh, and Grand no, Theft Auto? I knew, I knew about hot coffee. That's yes, funny. we got the hot tamales controversy no. of 2022. Man, the fandom is a bummer. Yeah, out of all yeah. the years, I needed some some dome. <laughs> In this time of need. When, when I needed DC the most, they let me down. You know what? There's literally nothing good to talk about as it relates to DC films, so <laughs> might as well not have a phantom. What the hell are they going to show? <laughs> All the true. movies they showed last year are still not out, except That's Batman. That's true. Yep. And nothing to talk about. So We also have nothing to talk about for today, so tune in Saturday to hear what we have to say about those topics and many more. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, we're the Comics Pal signing off. Take care, guys. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>